The first time I was getting ready to face Jordan, I had a teammate, he goes to me and said, hey, you want some advice? Whatever you do, don't look him in the eye. Wait, excuse me? Why the hell would I not look him in the eye? I don't think my teammate understood that I'm that too. Can't to look me in the eye either, buddy. Test looking, gets it to Bryant. Bryant dribbling, has to put it up with the buzzer. Banks it in! <laughs> he banks in the three! And the Lakers win the game! And that is just greatness personified. Long run out by Kobe Bryant. Behind the back. Oh! What did I just see? You just saw what Kobe does best, and that's bring people to their feet with a sensational play. They'd love to get it into Nash's hands, and they do. Well, yeah, knocked away, stolen by Parker. Oh, here it is. Here comes George to Kobe Bryant. Bryant inside. It's good. It's good. Tie game. A one-point game. Walton can tip it. Bryant with the save. Now you got to get a shot here. Final seconds. Bryant for the win. Bang! Kobe Bryant has hit a shot at the buzzer. Away from Elgin Baylor's Laker record. For three again. Yes! <laughs> well, there's 70. Everybody wants it to get into Kobe's hand. Kobe pump fake for two. Kobe stopped the Laker record. 81 point game. Ladies and gentlemen, you have witnessed the second greatest scoring performance in NBA history. Hi, hello, and welcome to a very sad. Bonus edition of the Ball Don't Lie podcast. My name is Adi Elmore, and uh, it is a sad day to be a sports fan. It's a sad day to be a basketball fan, and uh, really it's a sad day for for the country as a whole because Kobe Bryant has passed away at the age of 41, died in a plane crash, excuse me, a helicopter crash on Sunday morning in Calabasas, California, along with eight others, including his daughter, Gianna, and some of her teammates as they were on their way to the Mamba Academy uh, for a basketball game. Just a really, really sad story that has completely moved the country in more ways than one. Obviously, Kobe dying, and then the fact that he died uh, presumably with his daughter in his arms as the helicopter um, went to the ground. It's just, it's a sad day, and, and I thought, you know, I didn't want to wait until Wednesday to record this. <clears throat> I'm recording it on Monday morning, uh, less than 24 hours after Kobe has passed away. And... You know, I thought about this last night, if this was something that I wanted to do, if I wanted to record a podcast about it, and I just felt like it was something that I should do because I feel so strongly about it. And I have uh, honestly never felt this way when an athlete or a celebrity has died in my t- in my lifetime. Um, the, only, the only comparable death in my mind would be that of, of Michael Jackson. Um, and, and kind of the outcry and how sad people were when Michael died. But 
even then, that is an entirely different animal than Kobe Bryant, uh, especially for me, because, you know, as much as I enjoyed Michael Jackson's music, I wasn't, I'm not a huge music fan, but I'm a huge sports fan. And I was always a Kobe Bryant fan. And uh, I loved a lot of things about Kobe. I loved how insanely hard he worked. I loved how mentally strong he was in every situation. You could not beat him mentally. You were not tougher than him mentally. In, in most cases, you weren't tougher than him physically. Nobody wanted to win more than Kobe Bryant. And me, I, I was lucky enough. I was born a year before Kobe went into the NBA. And when I was really young, I was a huge basketball fan. Like more than in, in people that know me now only really know me as a, as a huge football fan. But basketball was my first favorite sport for a long time when I was growing up. Um, and Kobe was a, a huge part of that. You know, I remember watching him when he wore number eight. I remember watching him when he had the afro. Um, and, and I, I remember, you know, that championship run with them in the early two thousands with him and Shaq are some of my earliest memories of sports. Um, and, and to just think about the fact that Kobe had accomplished so much, he won five championships. He was, you know, the most dominant player in the NBA for a period of time. He was consistently in the debate for the greatest of all time. He was, you know, when, when LeBron James came into the league, there was immediately a divide in the NBA between Kobe fans and LeBron fans. Kobe was the already premier elite superstar player in the NBA, the face of the league, and then LeBron came in to challenge that. And there became immediately a divide between basketball fans. You were either a Kobe fan or a LeBron fan. And that, in, in many ways, helped shape the direction of the NBA over the course of the last 15 to 20 years. And it, everybody knows somebody that was either a diehard Kobe fan or a diehard LeBron fan. And you don't really see that in any other sports. The only sport to me that it's comparable is soccer and, and overseas where you have, you're either a Messi fan or a Ronaldo fan. You don't have that in Major League Baseball. You don't really have that in the NFL. You don't really have that in the NHL or the MLS in America. You were either Kobe or LeBron. And like I said, everybody knows somebody that's on the side, one, one of those sides of the fence. And I can honestly say that, you know, in, in my life as a sports fan and everything, I have never seen a group of fans more passionate about their guy than Kobe Bryant fans were about Kobe. And even, you know, the LeBron fans were never as passionate about LeBron as Kobe fans were and are about Kobe. And, you know, there becomes a point in an athlete's career where he becomes, he or she becomes transcendent of more than just sports. And they find a way to creep into your daily life or into the American culture. And that's what Kobe Bryant was. You think about all the times you've 
wadded up a piece of paper and thrown it in the trash can and said, Kobe, that's transcending, that's transcending sports. That's creeping your way, his way into your daily life. Just on Sunday morning before I, I heard the news about Kobe, I was playing online, playing PlayStation, playing Call of Duty with my friends, and I threw a grenade and I yelled, Kobe, because I've done that every time I've thrown a grenade on Call of Duty the last 12 years because of Kobe Bryant. I was in high school. Listen to this story. I was in high school. My junior year of high school, I was in biology class or something, some science class, and we had a lab. And uh, class was wrapping up, and we had some paper towels there that needed to be thrown away. And I wadded them up and threw them across the lab and said, Kobe, you know, this is 17, 16, 17-year-old me, wadding up, you know, wet paper towels, throwing them across the lab and saying, Kobe, I made it. And then I got a detention because of doing that. And, uh, you know, that's a story that immediately came to mind for me yesterday. I got a detention because I yelled Kobe and threw the paper towels across across the lab. I mean, that's just an example of the impact he had on people. And his impact is, you know, on me was is so minimal compared to the the countless lives he touched through the game of basketball, through his foundation, through the Mamba Academy, the lives he was continuing to touch post basketball career as he began to truly become a father on a different level. He just had his fourth girl last summer. Uh, Gianna, who unfortunately passed away with him, um, was was a rising star in, in the AAU circles of, of women's basketball. Kobe once told a story about how, you know, he'd be with Gianna and, and people would come and, and say hi to him and, and introduce him and, you know, they would know he had three or four girls and they would say, man, you got to have a boy. you got to have a boy carry on the tradition. And, and Kobe said, Gianna would say, no, 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 I got this. As if she was ready to take over and she would be that. And, you know, as, as Kobe's daughter, they, I would not have surprised me at all. But Kobe, it, you felt like, was bigger than that. Like he was invincible. He was invincible when, it, when he tore his Achilles towards the end of his career and he came back. He was invincible the night... His body was breaking down in his final game and he dropped 60 points on the Utah Jazz. He was invincible going again, going up against Allen Iverson in the Philadelphia 76ers in the, in the uh, NBA Finals. It's a bad team they were playing, but Kobe was invincible. The 2010 NBA Finals against the big three Boston Celtics. Kobe was invincible. This was a guy that you thought, nothing's ever going to take Kobe Bryant down. And for the most part, you felt like his life was just beginning. He had won an Oscar for a short film. Just a year or two years after his playing career had ended. He was a man destined for greatness, destined to touch the hearts of people beyond just in the game of basketball, but in life. And you see that on social media. You see that in the streets of Los Angeles. You see that across the country as people mourn the loss of a guy that they didn't know. You see Doc Rivers, who could barely contain himself, keep the tears back before playing a game the other day. You saw countless players across the league extremely emotional as they prepared to try to play a game, knowing one of the sport's biggest, most influential, and important people was no longer there. 
And it felt unfair. Because Kobe was bigger than that. Kobe was bigger than a, than a helicopter crash. Like, no, it can't be like this. And that's what hurts people's hearts. And I think a lot of people feel so heavily about this because they may not have realized just how much Kobe meant to them until he was gone. And you just trusted and, and, and felt like you knew, well, we're going to get to see Kobe do some great things with his family, with his post-basketball career, with everything moving forward. And he was he was in the spotlight. He had just been passed by LeBron James in the all-time scoring list. He was at the game, dapping up LeBron James. And 12 hours later, he was dead. Kobe had his issues, and, and that's part of his story. But he was a changed man after those issues. And he changed for the better. And uh, I will I will always take a lesson from Kobe Bryant and that lesson being mentally tough. Be mentally tough. Mental toughness in all that you do. If you want something, go work for it. Outwork the person that's competing with you and prove that you're capable to yourself and to others. And that was my biggest lesson uh, that I learned from Kobe Bryant. And uh, it's a sad day to be a sports fan. It's a sad day to be a basketball fan. Sad day to be, you know, honestly an American because uh, Kobe Bryant impacted us um, in ways more than we realized. And I think that's why it hurts so bad. So thank you for listening and uh, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant.